nodding in and out of smiles like an archaeopteryx comedian. And need to stop drinking out the same water I'm puking in. Like a box of matches in a world of lighters, I'm a loser. Occasional robotic bloodhound for school. Oh, you're going to school right now? Yeah, yeah, for anthropology. Okay. So yeah, it's really interesting. It's pretty much just about like like human civilizations and like I guess evolution in a way. Because with anthropology, there's a bunch of like different subcategories like there's biological anthropology which deals with like the evolution there's a uh, cultural anthropology which i really like it's just like you know learning about cultures different things like that and then uh archaeology too which i really like which is like dinosaur bones and all that shit nice so. are you going to school full-time right now yes okay yeah. dope well i appreciate you being on the pod guys uh yeah. welcome to another episode of escaping tyranny i'm joined alongside with uh jake otero it's Heck fucking yeah. excited bro this is dope definitely yeah i'm super glad to be here this is awesome <laughs> it's uh it's super cool man i uh i gotta tell you so i'm, I'm jealous because yeah. i just i say jealous but like you you're the one that's like kicking ass and like doing all like Thank the you. work to like just grinding out there like every time i see stuff from you i'm like damn like he's absolutely crushing it right now thank you yeah so, i really appreciate that that's awesome <laughs> dude it's super cool i uh i remember being at like an open mic like one of my first times and seeing you there and i was like dope i was like that dude's funny and then like yeah. a month later i was like fuck dude it's like that dude's like grinding and then like a month yeah. later i was like all right i need to be out here as much as jake is <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely yeah i'm out there uh quite a bit you know um I just have uh, such a huge love for uh, comedy, you know, it's because um, I only recently started uh, school again. There was a time where I was just uh, kind of staying home and just like in the depression and I wanted to get out and really try it because uh, I've always been a fan of it. And uh, after you get those first few laughs, uh, you're definitely hooked. It's crazy, <laughs> man. It's like intoxicating yeah. when you get it. Definitely, for sure. What is like, what's like the, the downfall for you or not the downfall, but like the... Uh, like when you what is what is like your threshold for like bombing now because like i i'm still like i haven't gone as much so like anything anything that doesn't get a laugh in my mind i'm like i'm bombing like oh this sucks yeah. like definitely yeah like i'm so self-critical of myself so uh like if a joke doesn't work even just one i pretty much view it as a bomb yeah you know i've gotten to like i've had sets where like everything hits and then uh so i know like i'm capable of it so when that one joke doesn't work, it's, it's a, it, I consider it a bomb. And honestly, like, like lately what I've been trying to do, cause I do have like a full 15 minute set and, Damn. um, yeah, it's, it's taken a while to get there, but, um, some of the stuff, it actually doesn't work. So lately I've been trying like a new set to kind of replace those jokes that don't work. And, uh, when one of those don't work, it's, uh, it's really crushing. I, yeah. I'm just super self-critical. So pretty much like. If one joke doesn't land, it's a complete bomb. Honestly. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing for Got sure. You. Yeah, like I've done. Um, I did uh, the Santa Fe Tumble Root show. It was it was a great. Uh, it's a great venue, and um, you know, it just it didn't go the way I wanted it to, because like there was a few. Well, in my mind, there was uh, quite a bit of jokes that uh, just didn't land, and uh, I was really bummed out because the Tumble Root. Um, they record it so well. Like it's mm -hmm. such a professional looking recording. And so I wanted it to be really good so that way I could post it and everything. But uh, yeah, it, it didn't turn out. Yeah. It's, oh, dude. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so rough. Yeah, it is. Where, okay, because I like, if you are listening right now, follow Jake on TikTok because you're out there yeah. on the TikTok grind now too, which is Definitely. sick. I've seen that. Um, where, because I've seen some of the stuff you posted, but yeah. where all have you done comedy now at this point? Um, so I've done it in Santa Fe, Rio Rancho, and uh, Phoenix, and then also Albuquerque as well. 
uh, pretty much just those places. But uh, next summer, uh, since I'll be off, uh, I am planning to make a lot of trips, uh, like uh, definitely L.A. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was talking to um, John Clark. He was here, and uh, he is uh, from L.A. He does a lot of comedy out there, and he was uh, telling me about a lot of the spots I could hit and everything. So I definitely want to go out there and uh, make some connections. And then uh, Chuck Parker, another uh, amazing comedian, he's uh, been doing a lot of stuff in like the Colorado, Denver, Colorado Springs, that that, that area, and he says it's really great. Wow. So I'm looking to kind of, that's the main uh, focus uh, coming up is uh, just kind of getting out of the state more, uh, nice. definitely. But yeah, just those uh, few places. Have you noticed like when you went to Phoenix, was there anything that like, you're like, oh, okay, like New Mexico like this, Phoenix didn't, or like, was there anything that like just difference in crowds that you saw? Yes, 100%. And that's a big reason why uh, I am trying to change my set now is because I want it because I think of all like uh, these national touring comedians where their set works everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was a big, um, a huge thing that I noticed uh, being there is uh, some stuff kills here and doesn't really like kill over there. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird, uh, it's a really weird dynamic, but it's a big reason why I do want to get out just to, you know, make everything as best as it could be. But that's such a weird, um, such a weird thing. I think any comedian that actually like wants to go somewhere with it should try that out in different places to see that, you know, you may be killing it in one spot, uh, but you go out of state somewhere, then it's it's a completely different ballgame, which is a very odd thing to me. It's it's odd, but like it's in like the same vein that like I've seen with like my friends and stuff, right? Like there's certain things that you would say around your buddies, yeah, that crush and like you guys know, like you guys have the ins and outs, definitely. But no one else thinks it's funny, yes. And like I've seen that at like shows as well, where you see someone who is trying comedy or it's like a goof or whatever for them, they're just like, oh fuck it, and they're like, I'll just go up and tell my funniest story, yeah. And then they go up and it's like oh, it's not as funny because no one knows, like, the details or, like, exactly all the intricacies. Like, you're yeah. trying to make complete strangers laugh. Like, so that's – I could definitely see it where, you know, you go to Phoenix and it's like, oh, like, we didn't have the same, like, upbringing or, like, we yeah. don't live in the same area. So that just doesn't make sense here. Or, like, it's not yeah. fine-tuned that way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's a really big thing, too, is, um, like, me and my friend uh, – my best friend, he lives in Phoenix – and um, like Will, like joking all the time. And there's some stuff I'm like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit. And then yeah. I come and try it, and it just does not work. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's a lot of, you know, like you were saying, it's uh, they don't know like the intricacies, like the rapport that we have. Like it just doesn't translate well because there's a difference between joking with your friends and then bringing it on stage. Because there's a certain structure that you have to have that uh, will make it even that will make it to where they can understand it. But that doesn't mean that it's funny. E yeah. Uh, either way, like. Um, like, a lot of my jokes, I stick to the setup punchline thing because I'm still very new. Yeah. So I don't know, like, the whole story structure, everything like that. So, uh, you know, you come up with just, uh, like, a bit in conversation. I have to translate that to setup punchline and then, yeah. like, uh, convey that to the people. But then, like I was saying, you know, that doesn't hit all of the time. Yeah. So it's all, like, there's a lot that goes into the writing and everything. It's a wild thing. <laughs> for for all those listening right now, Jake, you're celebrating a year into comedy. Yes, yeah, just yeah. hit a year uh, Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, which is wild. <laughs> that's, that's so cool, man. Because, again, it's not like, so, like, I, you and I then probably started at the same time. Oh, and okay. I've, I've done, like, 15 open mics and I've done one show. Like, I just oh, wow. haven't gone as much, right? So yeah. it's like, your year and my year look completely different. Yeah. Because you're just out there crushing it, which is awesome. I'm super, like, super pumped for you. Yeah, thank you. Which is, like, it's funny to then look at you and be like, okay, 
you know, you just told me like you're super new into it. And I'm like, all right, I got some catching up to do. Yeah. It's- well, there's this big thing too is, um, you know, I, I wasn't working. I'm sure you have a job, a day job and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, for, uh, until like a few months ago, uh, was not working at all. I was always home. So I was always writing and I had the time to hit the mics. So like, I get that, you know, people have a life. I was just like a degenerate and was like, okay, let's go do this. And yeah. But fuck it. Like yeah, you're doing it though. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like I, honestly it did, uh, help a lot in, uh, the, in the progression because, um, you know, all days, uh, every day is just dedicated to comedy. So if you do that with anything, like if you're, uh, you want to be a computer programmer and you work at that every single day, you're eventually going to get to a place where, uh, you know, it's working out for you. Sure. Cause like, it's barely starting to, uh, work out for me. I'm starting to get more shows. I'm starting to, um, get, uh, like more views on stuff and everything. Like I got, it was, uh, to me it was a complete fluke, but, um, I recently posted a TikTok. And it got like 80,000 views. That's dope. And it, it was dope. insane. What I think it is, is uh, it's an Albuquerque joke. It was um, like something along the lines of uh, only people from New Mexico know how to spell Albuquerque. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I think that. that hit all of the like Albuquerque people. So that's all who was watching it. So um, it was a fluke thing. But on a lot of the other ones, I'll get like a thousand views, a few thousand views here. And uh, in the beginning... Um, you know, when I would post something, it wouldn't get nearly as much. Sure. So I can see like the trajectory of everything kind of coming together. But, you know, there still is a lot more work to do and there's a lot more things to see. Yeah. And everything like that. It's a good attitude to have, man. You seem yeah. like humble about it and stuff. And especially yeah. from like my vantage point, I'm like, dude, you're killing it. So yeah. <laughs> like I <laughs> definitely understand that. Like, you know, I- I'm saying like accept it and like that's dope. Yeah. And then I like your attitude of like, okay, but I'm not stopping here, which yeah. is sick. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I really try to stay is, is uh, humble just because, yeah. you know, like if you're very arrogant about everything, it's, there doesn't leave a lot of room to improve. Yep. And, um, you know, like I, I've watched comedy for so long that I have such a high standard of what my want, what I want my jokes to be, which is why I'm so self-critical Yeah. because like I have these stupid little like one-liners and everything, and I watch like uh, one of my new favorites is Nate Bargatze, yeah. and uh, I watch some of his like intricate stuff, and I'm like, holy shit! Like I'm nothing compared to that. So uh, I definitely try to keep that mindset, just so that way uh, I do continue to be on the trajectory I am. Because all in all, and um, not to seem like um, like full of myself or anything, but I have improved in quite a short amount of time. Yeah. But uh, you know. I still do keep that a mindset of, you know, compared to everybody else in this scene here too, I'm really nothing. You know, everybody is like just killing it and I'm, you know, in the baby steps, but uh, I would say I, I am very proud of myself though, for sure. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Take a, take a moment to pat yourself on the back yeah. and then after that, keep going. It's freaking sick, man. 100%. Yeah. When you watch comedy now, especially mm-hmm. like Nate Bargatze, which yeah. I enjoy watching him. Yeah. I can't help. Like again, from the few times that like I've gone to open mics, mm. I can't help but to sit there and go, "How many times did that joke not work?" Or like, yes. how many times has he told that?" And it's like, how did he find that? How did he find that yeah. that worked? Yeah, that's a that's still a question that I haven't answered either. Like, I don't don't know what makes funny funny, and uh, yeah, that's a that's a, one thing that I'm always thinking of too is. Like the amount of work that it takes to get to that point, because I uh, I was watching uh, some of his uh, specials, his newer ones, and I noticed that some of those jokes he's been telling for over like eight years. Yeah. And you see like uh, a set from him from like eight years ago, and 
it's not exactly what it is because for the special it's perfect but in the like video from long ago you can tell like he's still working on it and it doesn't hit as hard but in the special it crushes yeah so it takes a long time to get a joke that perfect for sure yeah what joke like and you know i mean you don't have to tell like you know set up punchline anything like that but like what joke to you is like you're like hammering like the nail like you just like you're absolutely that's your that's your bread and butter if if you're having an awful night you can pull that out and that one's gonna work yeah definitely it's uh my opener uh because i like to have open strong just so that way it gets everybody on my side Mm -hmm. but um it's definitely the one where i talk about uh how uh short uh the shortest people in the vietnam war would get sent into the tunnels and uh, in the vietnam war there's a lot of tunnels it was it's a wild thing to read about then I go on to say that that's pretty much what sex is like for us as well. And then that leads into my, I think the best joke I've ever written is um, being short is cool. Uh, When I 69, I still get to suck on a titty. And (laughs) so I do know that one. Yeah, (laughs) that one, like literally that is never not killed. Uh, I've that's always had roars of laugh, but then it like goes down after that. But I mean, start strong. Like that's that's a good one. Yeah. And uh, I've been so used to like starting strong and I have that down perfectly but now i've been working on getting good closers leaving on a high note and uh i have like a new closer where i I talk about like a colorblind uber driver which i've on tiktok got a lot of shit for because uh the um because the the bit is about um a colorblind guy he's uh, driving me and he passes a red light and says he can't see he can't see those because he's colorblind and he usually goes with the flow of traffic but people were telling me they're like it's set up in a particular way. They know what light it is. And I'm like, it's a fucking joke, dude. Yeah, Don't look it into yeah, it. Like, I was about yeah, to say. yeah. <laughs> So like, that's, yeah. I, I, And that's one thing I've been getting a lot too. Uh, not a lot, a lot, but um, I have been getting uh, some hate comments and stuff. Like uh, on my YouTube, I have a clip. I don't remember which one it was, but a guy commented, he's all, is this supposed to be comedy? And uh, I didn't say anything because I don't, um, I just don't respond to it. Because number one, I'm like 90% sure those people aren't comedians. So yeah. I don't care about their opinion. In the yeah. Slightest. So, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, like I was saying, I've been trying to uh, work on the strong closers though, just yeah. uh, to get the set perfect to what it is. And usually like with the closer, I'll have a kind of a longer bit because those opening ones are kind of like uh, quick punchlines, like David Tell type style. And so I want my closer to be kind of longer, but with a good payoff. Yeah. Which I like that Uber bit because there's a lot of jokes in it and then there's uh i have a good uh tag uh, punchline for it which it still needs working on it doesn't hit as hard as i would want it to but uh that's definitely something i've been focusing on it's just the structure of my set yeah for sure yeah when you so then like for structure purposes and like yeah. when you write like what is your process like what like start like tell me do you write with pen and paper do you type it down and then like also like what are you, what are you trying to find as you like write so it has changed over the years. Um, what I'll do uh, a lot of the time is I'll have the TV playing. It'll be like Family Guy or some stupid stuff. And literally what will happen is it'll just be a subject that they're talking about. And then my mind will wander. And I would write uh, my jokes out word for word because I wanted to pay attention to the structure. And that did help for a while. But lately, um, what I like, I have... Um, I haven't done anything with it, but it's a funny example is uh, I'll have like a random thought and then I'll try to take it on stage and try to work it out. Like one of the um, thoughts in my phone and it's just a it's just a punchline. There's nothing else around it. But the punchline is it feels like getting a blowjob by a jellyfish. 
And <laughs> just that image is so funny to me. But like it'll it'll be things like that. Well, I'll think of something and then I try to work around it and yeah. um like try to work it out on stage and and everything. I wrote that one like a few months ago and I haven't done anything with it. But um yeah, now it's definitely because that's some advice that I gotten and it has worked out for me. Is they said like don't write out everything word for word. Take it on stage and try to rip rip with it to see where your mind goes while you're in the moment and while you're like thinking on your toes. Yeah, because that's usually while you're where you'll come up with the best stuff. When like when you're up there, do you not have like a moment of like, cause I like, I I'm in the I'm in that boat right now of like yeah. write it all word like word for word because I mm-hmm. want to know like what I'm gonna go with next like yeah. where where is this headed like mm-hmm. I like riffing is not even part of like my uh, repertoire right now yeah so like because if I if I don't have something like it, it's actually funny there's one open mic that I did at uh, Juno that mm-hmm. um I'm blanking right now. Um, Royal Wood. Yeah. Uh, he hosts. Yeah. God, I was like, why can I not remember his name? <laughs> um, Royal hosts that one. Mm. And I was there and uh, Christian was like front and center. Yeah. And I was like, like all I was saying was like, oh, I'm, I'm 25. He's like, you're 25. And I was just like, I was just so shell, like yeah, shell throws you off. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? I was like, yeah. I was like, thanks for pointing that out. Like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what to say. Like, and that like threw me off for like the next 30 seconds. And it's like, yeah. I don't know how to like do that yet. Like what, like, what is it that you got to get past like to in, enter like that riff like stage or do you just have to like muscle through that? That's 100% just muscling through that and getting up there like as much as possible because all like a lot of that type of stuff happens and just like, it, it just becomes like kind of like muscle memory. Like you're ready to deal with something because when I'm up there, of course I have my set in my head, but I also don't want to get, I don't want to freeze up there. So I'm also like ready to like attack anything that comes at me like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that all comes with just getting comfortable on stage. And that's where I'm still, uh, I'm still trying to develop that. Like uh, there are some times where, uh, especially for booked shows, open mics, I go up there, it's really nothing, but the booked shows I get super nervous for. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I like, um, there was one time where uh, I was working out this bit, uh, and I say I've had cool jobs in the past. Uh, one of my favorites was I was a decoy on the world's greatest prank show to catch a predator. And, uh, (laughs) and and so, um, I was saying it wasn't in, in that form yet. Uh, but I was saying something about, uh, the greatest prank show is, uh, to catch a predator. And then Christian said, he was like, why? And I was like, because I was a decoy on it. And it was the quickest thing. And I was on stage and it was the quickest thing, but that was like a month ago. And that, like I noticed it just comes with being comfortable up there, ready to, you know, respond to to something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that is also something that I've been trying to work on a lot too, is just riffing and the crowd work type stuff. And I have a little bit experience, so I think that does help too. But, um, yeah, it's all about just kind of getting comfortable up there for sure. So when you go up and you do like crowd work at like an open mic, are yeah. you planning to do that or do you yes. feel it? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need to go to that. Uh, 90% of the time I am planning. I'll tell people like, oh, I'm just going to do straight crowd work up there. And, uh, I've done it like, I don't know, four times and it's, uh, worked great once. Okay. The second time the other two were horrible bombs. But, um, yeah, like the other 10%, um, something will come up, like there'll be like an audience member that will tell me something and then I'll go in with that. Like there was one night at Founders, it was like a few months ago and, uh, I was trying to, uh, practice a clean set for, uh, I was doing one of Karen Carson's shows mm-hmm. and I was trying to practice a clean set at Founders and, uh, there was a guy in the audience and I was doing my short jokes 
And uh, he stands up and he was like as tall as me. And so I started riffing with him. I started cussing. Like I threw everything out the window because like it just went so organically. It was right there. Yeah, yeah. you had to. Yeah, it was perfect. But um, yeah, so there's like a, a few of those times where it'll just kind of be in the moment where I'm not expecting to do it. But um, yeah, whenever I do crowd work, it's I go in there with uh, the thought like, okay, I am going to do this for yeah. sure. For anyone listening that doesn't know Albuquerque or hasn't gone to like revel and seen some of those shows have you ever done like they'll do a couple different things they obviously do live shows they do open mics they do a gong show and then they do like roast battles have you done the gong show at all no uh uh-uh. yeah that the gong show uh is a little too much anxiety for me okay that's uh, a <laughs> yeah. that's a little too much i i'm in the same boat i'm like yeah. no i'm, I'm good <laughs> like, yeah yeah i think stuff like that um i i would never do uh just because i wouldn't be able to think uh as well as i do regularly with that thought of oh they could gong me if this doesn't go good and uh, the roast battles. Like, I love going to the roast battles, but I'm not like a roasting comedian. I don't have that muscle. Sure. So I know I just wouldn't be too good at that. But uh, yeah, gong show, I don't, I'll don't. i go to them, but uh, I don't think you'll ever catch me on that. I was about to say, I've never even gone. Like, I just... They're cool. It, it, it just seems so intimidating. It it really time. is. Yeah, it's... And then, oh man, the drive home after getting gonged, I, I just oh, I'd be <laughs> crushed, dude. It would be terrible. But um, there is one, I think, uh, Saturday... Um, and I'm going to go to it, uh, cause there, it's a fun night. It really is. And then I, I love hanging out with all the comedians and everything, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it's a fun night. I just would never do that. Yeah, myself. for sure. Yeah. I'm like trying to think of like the other one. Cause like roast battles like are nuts, but yeah. the, in which I don't know, the gong show just seems like too much. Like I'm like, yeah. I like it, that seems like a, like you need to have like your shit together in order Definitely. to go up there and start like. I think you'd have to even, like, know how to riff, like, through the gong show even. Yeah. Like, the one um, – because I've always been a huge fan of Tyler Lovely. He's uh, one of my favorite comedians. The dude is awesome, especially with the riffing and everything. Oh, yeah. And he showed that when he won his gong show. Like, he – I even asked him. I was like, uh, do you have anything prepared? He's like, not really. You know, we're just going to go up there and see where it goes. Dude, and he crushed it. it. I was like, like, holy shit, He man. seems like he goes up with just, like, zero panic. Like, he's yes. just like, yeah, all right, let's just see where yep. this goes. Like, <laughs> I don't know Tyler that well, but, like – and he's super cool. Like, I, like yeah. every time I've talked to him, he's super cool. Uh-huh. But, like, I just don't know him that well. He just seems like he's constantly, like – yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, like, that's exactly how he is. That, that's why he's one of my favorites. I remember um, the first uh, – the uh, the week before I did my first open mic, uh, I went to open mic just to kind of see what the scene was about and everything. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I seen uh, Tyler go up, and I was like, this dude just walks up here, kills it, and it, like no worry in his head or nothing. Yeah. And so I remember he was the one who stuck out to me. I was like, holy shit, this dude is good. Yeah. And uh, I've gotten uh, real close with him too. He's He's a good guy. But, um, yeah, he's one of my favorites. That dude is, uh, just doesn't phase him. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Your first open mic that you went to. Yeah. Where was that? That was, uh, inside out inside out. Yeah. So I was the same, same boat. Really? I went, I went to inside out and yeah. like, I didn't have a lot of time. Like I was just like, all right, I'm gonna go and I'm just yeah. going to watch like five people go. Yeah. I was like, let's just, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I watched like, I, like I said, I watched like four or five comedians mm-hmm. and not one person and Royal was like hosting. Right. And yeah. which like, I've seen Royal actually do shit. Like he's yeah, good. Definitely. But hosting, especially it's like, I got to try some shit. That's like, all right, if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's yeah. like, it's an open mic. I'm hosting like, fuck it. Yeah. And I yeah, didn't realize that at the time, but I was like, fuck dude. I was like, no one's funny. I was like, this is fucking <laughs> crazy. So yeah. I was like, I was like, 
I was like, what am I like? What am I worried about? I can get up and not be funny. Like, yeah. If it, if I don't, if I'm not funny. Like everyone's doing it. Like fuck it. Yeah. And then I go back the next week, mm. and like the first like of like the first four, yeah. Carla Vasquez goes up, yes. Steph Darnell goes up, and then like think Tyler Lovely. And oh, I was the like, killers! What the <laughs> fuck? I was like, this is yep. not the same crowd that I was like exactly. seeing the week before. And I was like, I yep. have three shitty jokes. Like, yeah, that's, that's all I have. Like, for real, it was so intimidating because of that. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's definitely why I went too because. My main thing was like, I don't want to bomb up there in front of everybody. But then I seen a few people bomb and I was, they just get off, go on with their day. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm comfortable to do this. Cause I was expecting to bomb at my first open mic. I mean, and like now turns in the way my head works, it was complete shit. But right, um, right. <laughs> I had a few jokes that hit, which were all right. And I remember um, one of them, uh, Jess Wood came up to me and I known her. Uh, she's done so much and i remembered seeing her on uh the kill tony show oh wow and yes and so uh i did a joke it was uh one that i still tell now and it's about how uh getting sober is like getting an abortion uh you don't really want to do it but you know your life is going to be easier you know yeah. save money in the long <laughs> yeah, run less yeah. headaches and i got off a of stage and uh she came up to me and told me that she loved that joke and uh i was like holy shit i was like it was so good. I thought I was doing so good. And then I go for the next few weeks, just bomb horribly. Oh, but um, yeah, and I, I've heard that a lot where a lot of people's first open mics, you know, they do okay because they're kind of just winging it, doing whatever. Yeah. They don't know the structure or anything. So it's so organic and it kind of works. But then you find out what's working and then it's just a full on bomb for a while. Like I didn't start getting good until like I would say maybe like five months in. And that's when, you know, I had structure down and that's when, um, you know, I started getting more consistent laughs rather than, you know, a few work jokes work and the rest bombs. But um, that's about the amount of time it took. Uh, that was when I started doing it like uh, every day because I thought uh, Inside Out was the only mic uh, yeah, that was in town. Same. And then Christian R., he uh, found a bunch of other ones, so I started going to a lot of them. He and then Holly was the one who told me about the comedy open mics, how there was Rusty's, there was uh, the Sidewinders one, and uh, so yeah, I just started going as much as I could, and then kind of went from there. But um, yeah, yeah, it's been a wild ride, it really has. <laughs> like Jess Wood, there's one time, like I went up and I like, I like I was just like trying just different shit, seeing what worked, and yeah. like. One joke worked really well. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I was like, that's dope. Like, it's funny how, like, if a joke works, you, like, cling on to it. Like, yes. you just, like, you, like, have a death grip on it. It's like, you also got to try different shit with it. But Definitely. Uh, it, like, I, I was told that. I was like, sweet, that worked. And then, like, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to, like, try this one then. Yeah. And it was, like, where, like, it's a true story. Like, I was driving on Central, and I just see this girl, and I was like, is she doing, like, a TikTok dance? Like, what's going yeah. on? And, like, she's, like, just moving her hands, like, up and down. Yeah. And I, like, realize as I, like, get closer that she's flashing people <laughs> as, like, they're driving by. And as soon as, like, she sees that you're looking. Yeah. She's, like, pointing people out. And, like. like oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so she's, like, deadlocked pointing me out. And I'm, like. Yeah. She, like, points at me. Like, I have the audacity to look at Titty in the wild. Like, yeah. I've never not looked. Like, ever yeah. since 13. <laughs> I've never not looked. Yeah. Jess Wood gets up, like. I don't know, two people later or whatever. And yeah. she was like, I'm gonna call my special titty in the wild. And I was like, Oh yeah. dude, like <laughs> it was like a huge, like badge of honor for her to be like, to yeah. call back to mine. I was like, yep. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. I know Jess has helped me out with so much. She was the reason why I went to Phoenix. Um, 
she uh, asked the guy there. She's like, hey, do you have a spot for my buddy? And he was like, yeah. So I was able to go out there. She's helped me out with so much of like um, my jokes, like the, the like pretty much one of the first people I go to for advice is Jess. And then obviously like Zach and Steph and like Tyler and stuff like. Uh, but yeah, Jess has helped me out so much. And she really gives me like uh, because she, she's so nice. She always gives me like words of encouragement to keep going because like I'll have sets where I bomb and she's like, no, just get back up, kid. You know, you got this. Um, and so like. It's yeah, it's so great because that's the thing about this scene here that uh, people are so helpful. They yeah. really are. And they really uh, want you to succeed uh, for sure. As, as far as I've seen, you know, I'm only a year in. So, I mean, what do I know? But as far as I've seen in my perspective, everybody's super helpful. And uh, it's a great scene to be a part of. I haven't hung out with as many people like, yeah. you know, when I see people at mics and stuff, it's, it's actually much cooler now. Like, mm. you know, like Carla is like one of the nicest people. Yeah, I met. Carla, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's she's fantastic. And like but like that being said, I just have talked to Carla more. Yeah. Whereas like everyone else I haven't talked to as much. But yeah, everyone's like super kind. Like, yeah, I've not talked to anyone that's like. It's like, yeah, like, like, like had that attitude of like piss off kid. Like, yeah, exactly. Me I, neither. Yeah. I haven't yeah. had that, which is fucking awesome. Like to, to your point is like, everyone seems to just be like, yeah, like we're, we're all doing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Which is super cool. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, you know, I think the more like I stuck around, uh, the more, because they're like the first few months, you know. I was all I was just always kind of by myself because I didn't want to be that guy that goes up to people and like yeah. tries to you know hang out where I'm not wanted or anything. But um, it took a while, and then I think uh, it was Carla. It was the first one who I was talking to because she's so nice and so yeah. welcoming. And Jess, it was uh, Jess and Carla. And then uh, finally, you know, just the more I came around, the more everybody else was like nice and everything. So, um, but yeah, it's it's such a great scene here. It really is. I, I've never encountered any like animosity uh, from anybody, which is. Um, rare from what i hear from other scenes and stuff like austin and, and new york you know you know there's a certain hierarchy and i don't know i just find that like kind of dumb i mean obviously once you're like louis ck level or like daniel tosh like yeah like everybody's gonna want to talk to you at all points of the day you kind of have to like tell people to back off yeah you kind of have to put some sort of like boundaries up, yeah right? yeah definitely but i mean like even if i was like at a point um you know of headlining or something i would always talk to the new people like hey you know if you guys need advice let me know because i think it's i have such a respect for comedy that i just i could talk comedy all day you yeah know, and i would love to you know spread information and everything like that it would be awesome but uh so hopefully i get to that point yeah for you know? sure man yeah. what is like who is the first comedian that you could remember definitely it was uh the george lopez why you crying i saw <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah i saw that when i had to have been like i don't know maybe seven eight or nine was really young and i just remember just on the floor laughing it was so funny and then the second one was uh cat williams uh pimp chronicles yeah two. dude that one yeah. was another one <laughs> same thing just dead laughing and then the third one was eddie murphy delirious okay yeah and, uh, so yeah that's kind of those three is kind of where like my comedic sense came from for sure yeah like, i remember like just kind of reciting like george lopez stuff at school and stuff like being real young and getting in trouble for that shit yeah but, um <laughs> yeah yeah I, I definitely remember those i'd always um you know loved comedy it was just you know recently where i was like holy shit maybe i should try it and maybe see if i could do it which was you know it was i had had the thought i had wanted to do it for a few years uh but i just 
never had the balls to go. I didn't want it's to. Intimidating. It really is. Yeah. It really got to that point where I was just so depressed and I was like, I got to do something. I got to go try it and get out of the house. And it ended up working, honestly. Shout out to depression. Shout out to depression. <laughs> Honestly. Just a smidge of depression. Right? Do it. Everybody needs what, a little bit. <laughs> did you, so then like, uh, I like, I've been very fortunate in my life and yeah. like, you know, I have very normal levels of like everything. Like yeah. I would say like, I have a normal sense of anxiety. I don't think people should go through life without anxiety. Definitely. I'm not saying that it should be crippling. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think anxiety like there's a normal level of those things right yeah and i think i deal with very normal levels of things yeah when did you know that you were depressed like what like like you had depression yeah um so it was diagnosed when i had to been uh maybe 13 or 14 it was a very young age and um it wasn't like yeah it was low self-confidence but i think a lot of it was just um I was looking for um, like relationships. Well, not re- like I was looking for connections with people that just didn't want it with me. And that's a really crushing thing when, uh, you know, you that's like kind of the main thing that you want. And I was, you know, self-medicating with alcohol and with uh, with marijuana and everything. And or why did I say that with cannabis and <laughs> with marijuana? <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> what is this? The fifties? <laughs> no, but but it was that. But yeah, yeah at a very young age, um, like thirteen, fourteen. And dealt with it until I started comedy, honestly. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I was, it sucks. I was on so many different medications. Some would work, some didn't. And I got to a point where I was like, this is who I'm going to be. I'm never going to get rid of the depression. I'm always going to have to be on a pill that works sometimes and it stops working. It's always, it's going to be this cycle. I'm never going to get out of it. And I had accepted that. But then, you know, I started comedy and, this has literally been the best year of my life. I'm not depressed anymore. Like I get sad here and there, sure. but like everybody does. But, um, you know, I have friends, I have uh, a place to go. I have something to work on. And, um, yeah, life literally hasn't been better than this, which is kind of crazy because it's still that same thing where I'm like still looking for something from somebody. I'm like, I need laughs. You know, we're yeah. looking for that as a comedian and looking back, that's a lot of what I was doing to be depressed. But it's such a, I don't know, such a, a weird thing. But uh, yeah, it was a big thing I was uh, used to for the long time. I became an alcoholic and an addict, and it was a it was a bad time. But uh, that's why I have such a big love for comedy because it's uh, really pulled me out of that bad place where I thought I would never escape from, which is pretty crazy. How old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I turned twenty five uh, March twenty seventh. Okay, so yeah. you're twenty four right now. I'm twenty five. Oh, you are twenty five yeah. right now. You yeah. just turned twenty five. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I, I got to listen more. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, so for like the last 12 years, you've yeah. been, you've been like handling depression. Definitely. Yep. So then at what point did you start drinking? Cause I like, I tell people that I started like 14, Yeah. but it was like, I started at 14, like, and it would be like, I would have one crazy night and then like seven months later i would have like another crazy night or like maybe even like that at that age like it was like a year later right or like a year after then i did and then like the the times became fewer and fewer and farther or not as far between i should say yeah okay like what what was like the age that you started drinking so um when i started smoking weed at 13 and uh it was mostly just that for the longest time and then maybe about like 15 or 16 uh, it was every weekend blackout drunk and um, 
you know, it kind of went on from there. And then once I turned 21, it was blackout drunk every single day, starting at like five, six and uh, like five in the afternoon. In the afternoon. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like damn. I yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Neither one is good. But yeah, damn. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For real, yeah. That's a little bit more. Worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I started, um, you know, I had my, a first sip of like beer when I was like really young, but it never went anything past that. And then, uh, yeah, about 15, 16, um, that we had a friend, uh, I don't consider him a friend anymore because he inter- introduced me to a lot of bad things, but uh, it was a long time ago. And uh, we would go to his house because p- pretty much no parent supervision at all. Uh, that's, and yeah, we'd play beer pong and all that stuff, get shots and blackout drunk every time, you know, every single weekend. But on top of that, uh, just smoking weed every day. I always thought weed was always going to be a part of my life. I used to love it. Um, but, you know, I got to a point where I just kind of didn't want to do anything uh, like that because... It just wasn't furthering my life in any way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, I got introduced to that stuff uh, pretty young. And uh, all of it is due to the, like, depression for sure. Yeah. You know, I'm sure if I was as happy as I am now, I wouldn't have – I'm in that mindset now where I wouldn't have even tried it. You yeah. Know? Like, especially now. Like, I, I'm able to go to a liquor store right now and get uh, a bottle or something, and I just don't want to just because of the gr- of the good place I am in life. Yeah. But – um. Yeah, yeah, it was about uh, yeah that age. <laughs> so, like, and and I'm I'm at I'm I'm curious, right? And if at any point you can tell me to stop, no, no, keep talk going. about whatever. Yeah. So, like, when you tell me about like drinking because of the depression, mm. depression was like the was that like the gateway for you in that aspect then, and like that's what like took you into drinking? Because I guess like my question is like, do you have like an addictive personality, or yep. was it depression? And then that's why. No, I 100% have a very addictive personality, which is why, like, I got sober and now I'm addicted to comedy. I'm doing it every day. It's constantly what I'm thinking about. Anything that I do, I get very addicted to it. Like, the weed, I was smoking, like, four to seven times a day. Wow. Like, it was all day. And uh, that's a big reason why I did want to quit everything is because of that personality. Because I have addictions on both sides of my family. My parents, I had a very normal childhood, great parents, everything like that. I was the shithead. But yeah. um, <laughs> the self-awareness <laughs> is key. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, like on both sides, on my mom's side, there's alcoholics. On my dad's side, there's drug addicts. Like, so uh, I knew I got all those genes in me. Um, so yeah, it was definitely 100% that, you know, and then depression just wasn't a helping factor in, in any of it for sure. So like I, I have my cousin, Brian, um, mm-hmm. he like, I, I tell people and I, and like, it's not talking shit. That's why I'm asking is yeah. he's sober now. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, he's through and through an addict, like yeah. in every sense of the word, because like he not he doesn't have any social media like, oh, at all okay. because like, I think part of him's like, I would just be addicted to it. Like yeah. now, mm-hmm. like on his phone, you know, if he tells you something, he read something somewhere, he yeah. actually read it in like an article. <laughs> like, oh really? He yeah. does. Yeah. He doesn't have any social media like that's crazy the only thing that he goes on and like i don't even i don't know that i really technically consider it social media is like youtube like oh yeah but but he doesn't like have an account right he'll just like watch videos that are on there yeah but he'll like when he it's crazy though because like yeah when he tells me like i read something one time it's like Mm. oh no he actually either read that in a book or he read that in an article like he read that somewhere yeah definitely Yeah. yeah see that's that's really crazy it's interesting to see like once you do get sober, where, because you still have that addictive personality, it's interesting to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people, like it goes to not so productive things. And then others like that, you know, just like no social media. I'm going to read everything that I need to know. 
uh, with comedy. Like it's it's all pretty interesting because we all have that like need that we you know need to because we're so used we've been addicted to things for so long we're so used to having that vice so even when you do go sober you do need to find that from other places you just have to make sure that's a positive thing for sure when you now like you know being an addict mm. and I, I, whoever's listening to this i don't mean that in a negative connotation just no. just saying it as yeah you know uh just at face value mm-hmm. so like being in, like in that position do you find yourself like borderline OCD and stuff that you do as well like do you have to keep stuff in like certain orders like um it, and not in like certain orders actually you know what yeah um because my addiction now is comedy and now I have so many things that I'm so obsessed with like with the structure of my set like the way my set is it's the short jokes the drug jokes and then the sex jokes and so everything <laughs> is nice, like dude. in that thing yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, the particular way that I say it, um, the pauses that I take. Yeah, there's definitely a OCD like tendencies towards those different things as well, for sure. Yeah. And then like even in like your personal life, like is there like but you're not like OCD in the fact of like, OK, I have to brush my teeth this way or like I have to like make sure I do this first or like like are you big on routine or like you? I am pretty big on routine uh, for sure, especially like right when I wake up like um for for school today, I had to. I get to school at. Uh, it starts at nine thirty. I wake up at seven because I have to have time to drink an energy drink, look through nice. my social media and yeah. everything, take a shower, brush my teeth, wash my face, everything like that, and then go off to where I know I have like, uh, like I know I'm gonna get there in a certain time. Like even coming here, I started yelling in my car because I live in the South Valley and I was coming on Unser uh, to get on the freeway. And uh, to get on the freeway from Munster was closed. So I thought oh, I had to go fuck. all the way through Unser, Ladera, Coors, all that. So I was like, I'm not going to make it. But then, like, you know, I was eventually able to get on there. But I have everything, like, time to a certain point to where, like, I'm going to get there at this time. So uh, I, I didn't really notice that until now. Or um, I do have that uh, obsessive stuff, like, uh, with other stuff rather uh, other than comedy and everything. Like, definitely. Do you have – so then – okay – like, and I, like, I, I just find it so interesting, like how other yeah. people work. So then like, if you're going on like vacation, you're going out of town, mm-hmm. like, you know, you went to Phoenix and stuff. Yeah. Are you like so particular, like, okay, you said we're leaving at four, it's four 30. I don't know what's going on. Like yeah. as soon as like a plan is thrown off on my, like I tell people all I need are parameters. Like, yeah. okay. You know, at six we'll, we'll probably like, for me, it's like, okay, we'll probably go grab a drink. Like we'll probably go do this. Mm-hmm. And then like you know, by like seven or so we'll go there. It's like, okay, yeah. I have like a, I have an idea. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like, I used to need hard times. It's like, dude, you said seven, like let's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> let's roll. Like, and that like socially that's how I am. But like now with like anything else, it's like, okay, they said it's going to start at this time. It's got to start at this time. Yeah. But like, I need parameters. Like how, like how do you react in like those like situations? Anger. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> anything doesn't go the way I need it to go, I get super pissed off. Like, um, like I was just like, I was just noticing now, like, especially when it comes to the times wherever I have to be somewhere, the clock in my car is set 15 out, 15 (laughs) 15 minutes minutes ahead. ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So that way I know, I know what time it is, but I look at that and it gives me reassurance where I'm like, okay, I I have 15 minutes. I'm good. Like, uh, I definitely need those exact times. Like when I knew when the flight was landing, I knew how much time it would take to get an Uber and to go eat and then to get to the hotel because I needed a certain amount of time to sleep. And then I needed my friend to come over at a certain time so he could take me. Like I definitely am 
to a T with everything for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a weird thing. <laughs> that's so funny. Cause like yeah. I grew up like it's, it's okay. I'm going to ask this then. So then like your dad's side and mom's side of the family, mm-hmm. is there one side that's like structure and then one side that's like always late? Like which like is one side of the family better or worse than the other? Yeah. Yeah. My mom's side is a, a, definitely a lot better in terms of that stuff. Uh, my dad's side of the family is, um, yeah, it's kind of all over the place with that Dude. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not, uh, as close as I am with my dad's side as my mom's side. Um, I, I have a cousin, like, um, one uncle and auntie and then their, uh, their kids I'm very close with the rest of them. Not so much. And then uh, my mom's side, we go to dinner all the time, but um, they're definitely more structured and, you know, know what's happening and everything rather than like my dad's side for sure. So yeah. then when you say like your goodbyes at the end of the night, yeah. it's probably pretty quick, right? You yes. say like, hi, bye, yeah. give a hug, you're out. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. My mom's side of the family is the exact opposite. Really? And I love my mom's side of the family. Yeah. But they fucking drive me nuts. Because yeah. it's like, it's like, they like relate to everything. I, I'll, I'll tell them shit and they get yeah. mad at me because they're like, so like, I'll, like, for example, like if something starts at eight, I'll tell them it starts at seven. Yeah. And they'll stroll in at 745 being like, why are we here so early? I'm like, bitch, you're 45 <laughs> minutes late for the time I gave you. Yep. Like, that's why. Like, so you're just thinking ahead. Yeah. You know. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And it's not like a, and it's not like I like even say it, like be there at seven. I'm just like, ah, yeah. oh, it starts at like seven. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. So then they stroll in at 745. Like yep. that's yeah. how they like react. Right. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, it's like, all right, like I got to take off. Like, oh, okay. And like, you yeah. know, it's like a, a casual stroll to the door yeah. and it's a casual <laughs> stroll. Like, and then like we take like. 15 steps like yep. towards my car yeah over like 20 minutes like because we we're just talking i'm like mother fuck like i'm yep. trying to go home dad's yes. side of family it's like all right love you bye out yep like, that's exactly <laughs> yep i know yeah i get like that with um people on the phone too like uh there's some people where they won't get the hint that I'm trying to get off the phone. Yeah. And I want it to so bad just be like, you didn't get the hint? I'm hanging up. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm done. I got to go. Like, yeah, I have, exactly. Like, I have no other time, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that's um, uh, my mom's side is more like to the point, you know, quick, you yeah. know, hello, goodbye. Boom, we're out of there. Exactly. And uh, that's how it is with comedy, too. You do your set, hang out a little bit, take off. Like, yep. it's not some long, drawn out thing. You know, I like that's the thing I, I do appreciate about the open mics is like, it seems like everyone who's like runs them and like hosts those. Yeah. Like they're like, Hey man, four minutes, five minutes, you're out. Like yep, exactly here it is. Like this is, this is the time. Like I, yeah. I gave you that beforehand. Like, and it seems like most people are pretty like, okay, I know this is my time. Like mm-hmm. I haven't seen too many people like run over. Yeah, no, me neither. The only people I've seen run over are people like trying it for the first time and they don't really know what the light is at all. Yeah. I've seen that a few times where they just keep running it and it gets so awkward because the host has to go up and grab the mic. Yeah, they're like, hey, we, we got we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> There's 25 people going up tonight. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember one time at Revel, uh, Revel this guy was going and going. He was already at like nine minutes and I Damn. was like, what's going to happen? And then, uh, cause rebel is so like technical or like technologically advanced or whatever. They just started playing music and the guy's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then Jamar's like, you ran over time, man. I was, sh- I was shining the light. I don't think you knew what it was. Yeah. And like, but that's the only time I see is when people just like first timers really don't know what's going on with it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> he's, he's not taking a picture of you. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not recording you. Yeah. Like, that's, that means like get, get the fuck off yeah, stage exactly. or, or wrap it the fuck up yeah 100 like, oh dude i like i don't know that's that's crazy are you going to a mic tonight 
Uh, no, I was going to, but um, I'm I got like I had to do do a bunch of papers and shit for school, and then um, yeah, just hand them next week. I was about honestly. to say, I'm just making sure because you're like I get angry. I'm like I want to no. respect all of your time too. So. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just planning to go home after this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I uh, I like I'm fascinated by like that though. Like, do you have any other like awkward tendencies that people are like, hey, like you you do this, and it seems weird that you do that. Yeah, I um a lot with food. Uh, I'm mm. a very picky eater. Um, I don't like, um, like if it's like a big, like Thanksgiving type thing, I need everything on a different plate. I can't mm. have it all on the same plate. And, so not even uh, like, I, I know like I have family members that like food can't touch. Is it yeah. that, or is it like, no, 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 I need it on a separate plate. Yeah. Need it on a separate plate. Yeah. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's, that's like one of the things I hate the most about myself is because, um, you know, I can't, like, I remember, uh, like dating and everything. I would be so scared for them to say, hey, my mom is going to cook something. Come mm. over for dinner. And I'm like, just got to tell them I can't. Like, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I ate three days ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm good. I tell them I'm like a food camel. I can go long times without yeah, food. I'm, I'm good. A food camel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember um, one of the, la- uh, the last uh, ex that I had, um, I literally told her, I was like, I can't eat other people's food. And uh, thankfully she was okay with it. She was like, all right, I get it. We'll go to a restaurant. I was like, okay, that's good. But um yeah, that didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Still an ex. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So like when you go to a restaurant, like do you ask them like, hey, can like you separate? Like how, how does yeah. that work? So uh yeah, I, I def I definitely ask them. I say, um, like I have the main thing and then I was like, um, and that's all I want in there, and then I need a side order order of this, and side order of this, side order of this. That way gotcha. it comes on something different. Like uh at IHOP, it's usually like a cheapish type thing. It's yeah, yeah. fucking expensive for me because I have to get everything separately and it's I order it as a side order. Yeah. I, I don't want to be a about it like be like put those hash browns on a different plate i need that like yeah, yeah. i just order just to make it easy for everybody just side orders and everything like comes up to a lot of money so when you like you go you know with one other person instead of like the waitress or waiter coming out with like two plates they yeah. come out with a full tray for two people because you're like yeah. i gotta have that shit separate exactly yep. dude yeah that's, that's funny dude it's wild it really is yeah i'm trying to get i've looked up like articles like how do i get rid of this and they like say like it's the craziest thing. They're like, go out into the wilderness and live there for like a oh, week, and then <laughs> you won't be a picky eater anymore. I'm like, you are fucking insane. Get I'm not doing that. Get fucked. Fuck? I'm not doing yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> like, dude. Oh fuck, no. man. Did you? Oh, that. Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah. Do you, have you read anything of like where that stems from? Like why? Like why you have that? Like. Um. I think it was just because. Um. My parents wanted kids so bad. And I was like, if I want, if I was being a picky eater about something, they'd be like, all right, we'll make Jake an, another plate of something else. Like, so ever since I was little, they would do that for me. And it just mm. kind of turned into a thing that I can't get out of. Gotcha. Because, um, yeah, they always just abided to what I wanted to when it came to eating. So, yeah, like there was, I remember uh, being very little and uh, my parents would save all of the empty cereal boxes. So that way when we were eating, because that's another thing is even if people are eating something that I don't like. I can't watch them eat it. So oh, they would dude. put the cereal boxes around me. Oh, so I, I couldn't see it. I swear to God. <laughs> it was, I was oh. a wild, I was a weird kid. Really they put was. like those like horse blinders on and you yeah. like, just like sit there like in your own exactly. trough. You're like, no, no, no. Yeah. So then, okay. Yeah. Like, so with cereal boxes, like, okay, but like the milk and cereal, like didn't bother you? No, no. Yeah. Okay. I was, I, I used to drink a lot of milk. Now I can't. Now I drink almond milk, which is great. Yeah. But um, I I don't know. Ever since I turned maybe like 17, 18, I just could not drink milk anymore. I don't yeah. know what it was. And, did, and did it doesn't make me sick or anything. It's just 
it's just like kind of gross to me now. Yeah. And like, so I hadn't eaten cereal in years. And uh, my mom bought almond milk. And I was so hungry one day. We didn't have shit else to eat. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try cereal. Almond milk tastes the same. And I was yeah. so fucking – I've been eating cereal all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm back it's to my, my roots. favorites. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. So then, like, what's your, like, favorite thing to eat then? Like, what – like – Right now, um, a lot of chicken. Like I spend a shit ton of money on uh, teriyaki chicken bowl. Okay. I get um, just I get uh, the no vegetables, just uh, chicken and then the rice and then teriyaki sauce. I eat that a lot. Uh, mostly chicken stuff. Um, just a lot of just like chicken and rice. I'll make my own um, teriyaki chicken. And I love pizza. Pizza is really good too. Uh, all just really not healthy shit, which is another reason why I hate it so much. Because I've gotten to a point now where. Like I have to pay attention to, I'm not diabetic or anything, but a lot of the times my blood sugar will tank and it mm-hmm. feels like I'm about to pass out. So mm-hmm. I have to ha- drink like uh, orange juice or something like that. Like it goes really low. Like there was a time, I think it was maybe about a month ago, I was at Juno and uh, I didn't eat anything at all that day. Mm. And I was like real, I was so tired. I was out of it and I still went up, did the set, bombed because I wasn't feeling it. And I was doing my last joke. And I almost fell off of that little uh, the little pallet, thing. yeah, oh, dude. yeah, because it makes you feel like you're drunk. Yeah, like I've even like gotten home, and I stumble to the door, and I have to tell my mom the next morning. I'm like, just so you know, I'm not drunk because we have the ring camera. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not drinking. I just my blood sugar tanked, and she's yeah, like, yeah. okay, I, I get it. Yeah, so I have to <laughs> disclose that because I look drunk. Like <laughs> I hate it, man. It's oh, sucks. dude, that's insane. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm always rolling around with like fruit snacks or like an orange juice or something. Yeah, you <laughs> like, always I just got chugged little... the orange juice before I came in here. <laughs> nice, there you go. Yeah. All right, now I know if I have you back on the show, orange juice, fruit snacks, we'll we'll there have that. Go. We'll have the hookup. Perfect, Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. So then, like, even if like a, a uh, I'm trying to think if a plate has like those dividers, even if it comes in like Zupal form, right, where it's got like separate like compartments you still need like a separate plate yeah definitely okay. unless i'm trying to impress somebody like if if like a new girlfriend gave me some zoo pal shit and yeah. I, I would i would bite the bullet a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. but like normal life no yeah i need yeah separate stuff like, yeah because sometimes that's like that is the amount of like like how far i'll go within that sphere of things yeah. like if i'm really trying to impress somebody I'll, I'll deal with that and that's even a little bit out there do you do you but, ever have like in those situations you have to like go to the bathroom and like give yourself a pep talk or anything like that like <laughs> no um in, in terms of that i've like kind of accepted that's who i am so i'll 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 be the dick for sure yeah yeah i'll just be like i'm not i'm not eating that yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not i'm not doing it yeah for sure Fuck, dude that's yeah. a that's a wild like situation i'm trying to yeah. think if i i don't I don't know if I know anyone that like, I definitely, again, I have like family members that like have to have it separated. Like yeah. if they touch like food touches, they're like, uh, uh-uh. and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, it, it's all, it's all going to the same spot. But yeah. like, I've, I've not heard of someone who needs it on like separate plates. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really a, a weird thing, man. It really is. And it all just stems from, you know, being a kid and them doing that. So yeah. it's like, it never changed. But uh, definitely it is something I want to like work on. I want to be able to go to a girlfriend's house and eat dinner with their family. Sure, I want to yeah. be able to do that. Instead of just but, like kind of sitting there and you just like have yeah. like the glass of water or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> definitely. Dude. Yeah. But like, I mean, at this point I'm, I'm too busy for any, like any relationships or anything. So I'm, I'm like, all right, we'll continue this for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Right. We'll see what's going on. Yeah. That like. <laughs> I was about to say, so dating in Albuquerque, you're just like, I'm, I'm chilling right now. Like there's no prospects for you. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I would, there was a few times, you know, where we would get into the talking stages, really nothing past that because 
number one, like the last relationship I was in, it ended very bad and I have a lot of trust issues with that. But on top of it, I just, I don't have the time because my number one love is comedy. I'm not giving that up for anybody. Sure. And so, you know, I don't want to put somebody that I really care about in that situation where I have to choose between the two because I'm choosing comedy. Yeah. And, you know, until I get to a point where, you know, it's actually making good money, that's not, people aren't going to put up with that shit. Sure. So like for now, for the foreseeable few years, um, I'm, I'm thinking just being alone is the best bet. So when like you started, have you been like have you dated someone while doing comedy at all? No, no, not at all. Gotcha. Yeah. I was about to say. So you haven't had to like deal with the like, hey, like this is what I do. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. What I would want um, is somebody that like I would obviously tell them what I do, but somebody that could give a shit less about it. I don't sure. want that. There'd be like you do your thing. I'm not going to open mic. I'm not going to show. I don't want to see you do any of it. Like, I want somebody that's completely out of that sphere of what I do. So, like, not even that, like, they do or don't like it. It's just, like, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't care about yeah, it. They're just like, yeah, they're like, yeah, go do your thing. But, like, I, yeah. I'm going to, like, kick it at home. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I want. Because the thing is, is, you know, one of my favorite things about comedy is to hang after the mics and the shows and stuff. Sure. And I don't want to have to have, like, my girlfriend there and people trying to step on eggshells when talking with me. Sure. You know, like, I want it to be all about me. This is what I do. I want my relationships to be completely separate from all of that. Gotcha. Which is a weird thing. It's a it's not a good thing to ask for being a year in with nothing to show for yeah. it. Yeah. So. Not, not, a, not a joke, not a dig. I'm actually, like, so yeah. do you, like... Do you think like in, in your life, you also compartmentalize stuff? Like, so we talked about obviously like you had need separate plates, like, yeah. like metaphorically, like comedy has its own plate. And then like you have relationships that also have like their own plate. Like, do yeah. you have other as like aspects of life that like are like that at all as well? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, my non-comedy friends, um, I, I, I mean, they only a few of them and see me do stand up, but, um, I, the, like I never like tell them, Hey, you should come to this. Like they'll come if they want to. Sure. And I, it's because like, this is a completely different part of my life and yeah. they are a, a different part of my life as well. So I, I do like to keep that stuff separately and not, it's not saying that I love them any less or anything. Sure. I've known those guys for 10 plus years. I don't know how many years now, but, um, there's that, but then there's obviously like my best friend who lives in Phoenix. He, I, he's the one who I want to come to shows and everything. But like, with everybody, the whole group, it's it's very weird with like the worlds colliding with them two yeah. coming together, and then um, also um, kind of family life, but like immediate family, like my mom and dad and my sister. Um, I, I would like to keep that separate just because you know of the subject matter that I talk about. Sure, it's dude. a little <laughs> weird for them. Like um, my mom really wanted to come and see me uh, do the Santa Fe show, which I'm glad she didn't because I bombed. But like on top of that. I have jokes about fisting and sex yeah, and like, so I'm like, I don't really want my mom to hear that shit. Bro, so. the only show that I've done, uh, my aunt and uncle were going to come and I was like, I'm, I'm raunchy. Like I, yeah. it's the same thing with like <laughs> on this podcast. Like I tell a lot of like personal shit on this podcast yeah. and I'm like, fuck it. Like if, if you listen, like that's on you. Like I, yep. I didn't tell you to listen to this. Like you, you did that. Right. Yeah, you're an adult. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're an adult. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so like my aunt and uncle were like, we're going to come see you. I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm, you know, I was like, that's, I have fucked up shit. I talk about yeah. <laughs> And then like my mom surprised me and I'm like, that's, I mean, that's fine. I was like, but yeah, I guess, I guess some fucked up shit I'm going to talk about. And like, I have like this whole like bit on, like I grew up with like a hot mom and yeah. it's like, 
like all my friends at the time were like, bro, like I was inside your mom last night. It's like, I've also been inside my mom. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like, it's like that. Like, and then there was some other stuff, but like, but my mom is super supportive in which I'm like very grateful for, but Mm. I get that where you're like, I mean, it's fine, but like, you're going to hear some stuff you probably didn't expect. Like out of your little boy, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I'm going to say some shit, which was funny. Cause like, Amory Castillo was on that show and yeah. then like she was talking about like The Bachelor and she was like who watches The Bachelor I was like I like I do I was like I fucking I watch it right yeah. and then like she was all oh you're like trying to impress your girl I was like this is my mom she's yeah. like fuck that's who you're talking <laughs> about like I was like that's wild yeah I dude it was yeah. uh, oh, it was a fuck like afterwards she's all dude she's like I didn't know your like mom came to this which like which is even funnier because like uh, Jamar Hall like hosted it. It was yeah. at Enchanted Circle. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, there was like a seven and like eight year old like oh wow front and center. And really? I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck, dude. Like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I thought this was twenty one and over. And he was like, he's like, yeah, bro. He's like, I don't. He's like, I, I I talked to the manager and he says like, you know, let it fly. And I'm like, that doesn't change that there's a seven and eight year old right there. Like, <laughs> exactly, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Okay, so I was like, all right. And then like I like I had this joke about like my sister being called like a C word. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, and I was like, uh, you know, and I, I, I didn't change the, the way I said the joke at all. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, they called my sister a C word. And I like looked down and I was like, you guys know what the C word is. Right. And like, <laughs> I was like that's good. And yeah. I got like a decent pop. And I was like, mom and dad, like have a, have a fun time with that conversation. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then like <laughs> afterwards he was all bro. He's like, you were so worried about like those kids. He's like, your mom was in the stage. I was like, I was like, my, I was, like yeah. my mom and I have had like fucking crazy. Co- like yeah. my mom and I have no secrets. I was like, uh-huh. doesn't make her want to hear that shit. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, putting a fucking uh, cap on that story. Just like, I do understand that where you're like, yeah. you know, I, I love the support and I love that you guys want to come, but like yeah. also I, it's not going to be like PG. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing shit. I do shit that I like to say. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I tell her because she, I was like, I, I have to do my set. I'm not going to censor anything. Yeah. She was like, all right, maybe not. Then. Yeah. Like I don't have anything else prepared if you come. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm doing the same thing. Exactly. Like honestly, I think she has heard some of my stuff because um, I went and told them about like that TikTok because I was all like excited about it. And uh, apparently I didn't see, but my mom had followed me and I'm pretty sure she saw all the clips. So I'm like, but it's different with her being right there. Like I had, um, I did a show, uh, it was a few weeks ago. It was at Lizard Tail and my uncle and auntie and uh, my cousin and her fiance, they came to see the show. It was their first time seeing me do stand up, which out of anybody in the family, I would rather be them because my cousin is, you know, just a little bit older than me. And then. Uh, my, my uncle, he is, he is a younger uncle too. So, and they love comedy, so they get it. And so yeah. like, if anybody, it was them, but I remember, uh, when I get into like the sex portion of the jokes, like I didn't make any eye contact it, with yeah. them at all. Like <laughs> I just kept it going, but they loved it. They had a great time. They've been talking about it a lot and it was a good, it was a good night. But, um, yeah, anybody in my family, I would have them. Cause even, uh, like her mom, my auntie, uh, she's, um, like she, because she got mad. She was like, he didn't invite me. And I was like, you would not like yeah, it. Like, yeah, like I've had I've had my granddad tell like, yeah. be like I want I want to come see you. And I'm like, I'm like I I don't have like clean. I don't have yeah. anything that's clean. Like <laughs> yeah, everything that I have. Like I like I have this joke, and it's it's one of my like new favorites because I'm just like I like it works once. Like right, yeah. I'm like clinging onto it. Yeah, but I'm like I'm like yeah, like this girl like 
or, or like the way like it all sets up. I'm like, yeah, I have a front row view of what it's like to give me a blowjob. And I, <laughs> I was like, and I can't help but to think like, you know, she's probably looking up and be like, tits are nice, but it'd be a lot nicer without a dick in my mouth. Like yeah. that's not going to mow over like well yeah. with like my granddad. You know I what know, I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's rough. And see, that's why I have been, um, not for that main reason, but I have been trying to do uh, more clean stuff just because, um, I dove deep into Nate Bargatze and uh, he's a clean comedian. Yeah. And just seeing how fucking amazing he is without like the like the profanity and everything mm-hmm. like that, it makes me want to be like, all right, let me try that. Let me see if I can't. I think I'm funny. Let me see if I can do that without being profane or anything like that. Yeah. And I mean, I did Karen's show and uh, it went great. I had that's about seven minutes and this new set that I've been trying out to replace some of the jokes uh, that weren't working. It's all clean. So um, like just. I'm trying to do that because number one, if they do, if like my mom, because my mom would be the type to just show up at one of my shows yeah. and be like, hey, I'm seeing it. I'd be like, all right, go back into the clean stuff and have it work. You yeah. Know? So I have been uh, looking at that. I've been uh, trying to write a lot more uh, clean stuff just because it's uh, it's very hard. Yeah. And that's just the thing with comedy is I want to stay. I, all I want is just to be the best joke writer and the best comedian that I can be. Yeah. So I want to, you know, dip my toe in doing the clean stuff with the stories, with everything. So I've, you know, been trying to do that. And it's, uh, you know, some things are actually hitting uh, pretty surprisingly. But um, there's a, a lot of others that are just falling flat. And it's I, rough. I would, I mean, obviously, like, you're you're obviously crushing it. And so like my, my advice, like I'm, I'm not trying to like give any advice, honestly, no, but yeah, like, I would love to see you in a roast battle, like yeah. just to see what you can do. Cause like the thing that I like about it, and like, I was terrified to do it, but like yeah. the thing that I like about it is that like the subject of the joke is right in front of you. Yes, like, exactly. So can you make fun of like mon- make fun of the subject at hand yeah. in front of everyone? Like yeah. that's a, like, and it's tough, but like, I found that like, I enjoy it. Like I enjoy yeah. it. And it's like, it's absolutely terrifying. Cause like the, the worst part about the roast battles is like every other joke that you can tell on stage, mm-hmm. you get another chance at it. Like, you can go to another yes. mic, you can rework it. It's like that one. It's, it's a yes or it's a no. Like yep, you, you hit a hundred percent or it hit zero. Yeah. And that is a scary fucking thought. It really is, man. I got to imagine like the adrenaline flowing while you're doing those roast battles is just nuts. Cause like I have had a lot of comedians tell me they're like, you should do it. Like Steph was telling me, he was like, you would crush it at a roast battle because you know, all they're going to tell about you is just short, short jokes. jokes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? You know, that would be cool. But then I'm too much of a nice person too. I, where yes, I'm like, I get oh, that as fuck. well. <laughs> like I got to go up against like one of my like, best friends in comedy or like you know god forbid somebody who i look up to that like, that's a good point i didn't think of that it's like yeah. you're you're in deep now where it's like these are like now your buddies and you're like yes. like the the other part of that because <clears throat> a lot of people are like oh like you gotta do deep research and it's like i did research on the first person i went against and it's like yeah. and it worked but it's like again they don't know the history so like if yeah. you can't like recap that history in like two seconds yes that's true it's too much like there's some people that go up and they just have insanely long jokes and it's like dude no like yeah like they're right there like make fun of make fun of that person right there like none of us know who they are either yeah and that's very true i didn't think about that you're doing the research everybody in the audience is not doing the research Mm -mm. you know you can't get that deep stuff where they're just not going to get it if you have to explain it for like this huge amount of time yeah that's something i didn't think about at all that's true like the the best person to do it like 
and it, like I feel so like dumb like every time I bring it up because like uh, all trip and I did was a little bit of ball washing when he like came on like the the pod it's just like yeah. no you were good no you were yeah. good it's like no okay like yeah. we still made fun of each other it was yeah. good right like it was fun but yeah. like that dude fucking writes so dude, well like trip he is gets fucking ridiculous ridiculous man like he's uh because i uh hadn't i didn't meet him until like a few months ago to where like i met him a few times when he was living in santa fe but once he moved to albuquerque mm-hmm. i started seeing him at more of the mics and he fucking crushes yeah. every single time yeah like uh i was at juno um thursday or tuesday and uh you know the i um because i uh, i was going to sign up and i saw trip was there and I was like, I want to follow somebody good so I can be on my toes. So I follow Trip. Yeah. And uh, like right before we were going up, the crowd was kind of like losing it and everything. Trip goes up there and destroys that Damn. shit. And then I go up and bomb. But <laughs> but Trip, like he, I love his. He's just so like smart in the oh, way he approaches so his jokes. Like, yeah. He has this long. The have you heard his bit about long COVID? Yeah, dude. Dude, oh my fucking god. Yeah, he posted that recently. Yes, yes, that like, one. Yeah. Yes, like apparently he was saying he's like not a lot of people like it. I was like, dude, I love that bit. Yeah, like I was actually there when he recorded it. I, you can hear my laugh in the yeah. recording. Like I was so dead. Like yeah, that dude is. He's an amazing joke writer for sure. He like he tore me up quickly. Yeah, like he <laughs> he like researched me and like recapped it quick yes that's true yes like, that's like that's the thing is again nobody has to know the intricacies yes like you they like if you like he he did like the perfect part where he's like he's like he wrestled in high school that's it yes like, that's there was, it like there's no else yeah there was that, nothing yeah. like oh you know and like long days of work like not nothing like he didn't have to do anything else yeah like and that like he he does it so quickly yes right? he's like, very sharp and very quick yeah yeah oh, yeah, he, dude. yeah he's awesome yeah for sure yeah, he really dude is just killing it he really is yeah Ah, uh, the roast, man. I, I, yeah. I'd love to see you out there and try it, but I don't know. You're, you're killing it. Don't. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> work, work, work with what's working. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's that's my main focus too. Is just getting as good as I can in terms of stand up. Uh, getting as comfortable on stage as possible. Once I get to a point where I myself am comfortable with that, which is not going to be for a while because I'm very self critical. But uh, then I'll try probably exploring everything else. Uh, like the roast battles and like maybe a gong show, but that's, I don't know about that. Like, uh, that's a rough one. I would only do the gong show if I know in my head, no doubt about it, I'm going to fucking win that shit. And uh, that's, I'm not that type of person to think like that. So I'd never see that coming. <laughs> that I'm pumped for. I'm pumped for that day where like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, Jake signed up. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Jake's going to fucking crush it. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. If I'm signed up on that, I'm bringing some heat, man, because I'm not walking out of there without a fight. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's a rough one. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, dude. contests are another one, too, where I don't really like to do them. But I did First Fridays, and that was so fun. It really was. The First Fridays is a comedy contest, right? Yes. So yeah. what, like, what does that involve? So basically, all it is is uh, I think there's about like six comics on it. Y'all get five minutes, and then uh, at the end, Rusty will pass out like these things where you vote for comic number one, number two, number three. Whoever gets the most uh, votes, you have a third place, second place, and the first place. And it's pretty much that's all it is. Wow. So there's no gong, there's no other yeah, shit. Yeah, nothing like, like that. Who, who had the best bits tonight? Yes. Here it is. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah, and I like that. So it's super structured. There's no like outside other than get up there, tell your shit, hope the people vote for you. I like that. That's, that's dope. Cool. How many yeah. times have you done that? Done that once. Okay. Yeah, that was um 
fuck, maybe about like three months ago. Around okay. There. It was it was a while ago, and I've been wanting to do it again, but I know Rusty has to cycle through people. He doesn't sure. want the same people, and I, I get it. But uh, yeah, that was a super fun time. It was packed out, man. That there was like more than half of the people in there were standing. Oh wow! And yes, yeah, that. It was so crazy. Like, that's why I like doing those book shows or something that's structured like that instead of an open mic. And I love open mics, but the book shows, people know they're going they're there for They're going comedy. there for that. Yes. And there you get better laughs and there's more people. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy those a lot. The like, thing that sucked about Inside Out was yeah. just that a lot of people were not there for yes, comedy. They were exactly. just there to go drink with their buddies. Yes. Yeah. And that, that gets super rough. It really does. But then I also think, you know, you do need practice working mm-hmm. those tough rooms because like now, um, I did a, a show recently. It was, uh, have you ever heard of the red gorilla studio shows? No, I, no, it doesn't ring a bell. So it's at this place. It's like in the almost middle of nowhere. You're driving through like a dirt road to get to it. And it's like this big warehouse and there's a stage and so the audience is uh, basically through live stream. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Inside, there's maybe five people. And uh, I it was like kind of a last moment thing. I think Caleb was supposed to do it, but he got hurt. Uh, he hurt his leg or something. And so he was like, can you can you fill my spot? And I was like, definitely. So I went and I went there new because I had seen a show there before. And there's nobody in the audience. So I was like, OK, I'm going to see. If I can pace myself, and because I had to do 10 minutes, yeah. I'm going to see if I could do this whole thing with no problems. And I did it, paced myself, got through everything. Even um, like Christian and a few other people, they're like, how did you get through all 10 minutes? But it's from working those tough rooms, being comfortable with the silence, bombing, and uh, you know, doing comedy where everybody in the audience has heard your shit. When you do that enough, you're able to go, when you go in and knowing that it's going to be like that, I was able to pace. I was able to, you know, be comfortable up there and be comfortable with the silence. So I think that is an important thing to do to work those uh, small rooms and those rooms where it's all comedians who have heard your shit just so that way you're able to adapt in these different situations. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a an odd one. <laughs> but I was so proud of myself going out of that, like leaving there. Because usually after bombs, I'm like, oh, fuck, I should have done this, should have done this. But I knew that was going to be a bomb. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So I came home so proud of myself. I was like, I got through everything. I did it, it. Perfect. Yes. Like, it the, was awesome. It was the weird. The pacing is so funny that you say that because, like, of the videos I've watched from, like, the first couple times I've done it, it's yeah. like, I, like, I, like, roll my eyes because I'm like, dude, fucking chill. Like, let, yes. let that eat. Like, especially yes. going up those first couple times, you're like, dude, like, Every second that you don't speak feels like an eternity. Yes, it does. Yes. And like, that's the thing too, that I've recently in the past like month or so really, I paid attention to while I'm up on stage is I let the laughs die out. You have to be comfortable with that silence. You have to let it go because even now when a joke bombs, like it, it still does feel like a long time with the silence. Like it's such a torturous thing, but comedians are fucking nuts bro we just we're just like yeah fuck it you know on to the next joke it's all it's all torture and then like a little bit of a little glimpse of hope yes exactly yeah like i have like family members that talk to me they're like oh is it cool like yeah not when you bomb though yeah and they're like i can't imagine doing that you know when you work so hard on a joke and it just falls flat i was like that's like three days out of the week for me yeah it is what it is like yeah you know it happens it's part of it because and that's the thing too is i see a lot of like my favorite comedians 
they all say you are not shit the first five years you are up there eating shit you're a terrible comedian and you have to work through that and i'm like all right we'll deal with the bombs fuck it let's do it gotta get through it yeah and i bombed so much at this point it's like it's whatever it still fucking hurts yeah soul crushing but you know i'm able to like i'm like all right we've got to do better on the next one what's the longest amount of time that you bombed 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) yes oh fuck me dude that was that was bad that was uh that was a terrible one but what was crazy is you know in my head it was a bomb and um you know i guess there were some jokes that worked because i had people come up to me after and they're like oh you did good and i had some um you know some uh very pretty girls come up to me they're like you did good yeah it was it was awesome i was like hell yeah but um being up there, it was to me. It felt like a 100% bomb, and it was for 15 fucking minutes. That Fuck, shit was dude. terrible, and I had to drive about an hour home. So that damn, was, yeah, that, that was a. Not There's a good the one. long like you just like don't even play the radio. You're just like yeah. it's all like no, nope, <laughs> just gonna sit yeah. and think of this. Yeah, <laughs> I was telling a friend about that once. Uh, I was like, yeah, uh, I was just talking. I was like, yeah, I bombed so bad. I drove home with no music, and he starts laughing. I was like, yeah, that's a weird image, but it's true. It's like, true, yeah. Like yeah. you're like, nah, like I. I don't deserve the radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jake, what else do you have going on? Uh, like here pretty soon. I know you've got shows. Tell, yes. tell me what you have. So I have two shows coming up. I have one June third at Two G's Bistro. Uh, Royal Hood is uh, Ro- Royal Wood is um, headlining. It's a lot of H's in that. Yeah. <laughs> He's headlining. Uh, Tyler Lovely's on it. Carla Vasquez, and me. It's gonna be a fucking awesome time. It's a cool little venue. And then uh, June 15th, uh, I'm on a show at the Outpost. Uh, I don't have a flyer for that yet, but uh, it's the show that uh, Robert Eister is running. And oh, uh, those are the only two things that I have coming up. And then obviously, uh, Jake Otero Comedy on YouTube and Jake Otero Comedy on TikTok. Go ahead and check that shit out. Guys, check him out. He's a great comedian, funny guy, now friend, I was about to say. Yes, thank, thank you. Yeah, thank for you sure. For, thank Definitely. you for being on the pod. This was great. Of course. Yeah, I can't uh, wait to come back. <laughs> absolutely, man. Guys, uh, you know the rules. Uh, escaping tyranny. Remember to uh, mix in a water, don't drink and drive. Uh, go down to your partner and get to the spot. Cheers. <laughs>